Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Six Feet Under. We've got a very special bonus feat for you today. Uh, for the regular crew, we have myself and Drackel and Ambisagris and Garbad. And, in addition, one very special guest. Please introduce yourself as you would like to be introduced. Hi, my name's Nathan Poeta. Um, I'm a independent game designer, self-publisher, and uh, happy to be here and play with you guys and talk about wrestling a little bit. Yeah. And that's exactly what we have on the docket today. Uh, we're, this is going to be uploaded alongside a session of Worldwide Wrestling RPG, uh, which is one of Nathan's designs. Really excited to get to that. But first, we're going to do a little bit of a pod chat on the uh, unique topic, <laughs> the unique opportunity afforded to us of just talking about how wrestling and RPGs uh, interact and sort of work together in a really, I'd say, a, a synergistic way that people don't seem to take advantage of often enough, or very often at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess I'm just going to uh, talk about it for a second. Yeah, and go for it. Go ahead and jump in or, or interrupt me at, at need, when, when need be. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, it's, it's an interesting thing uh, because role-playing games and wrestling both kind of deal with the idea of uh, the, the difference between multiple storylines, what's going on on like the real person level, and what's going on on like a fiction level, mm -hmm. they both treat uh, that as like a source of as like kind of the, the definitional part of the medium, right? And that's kind of like a really nerdy way of, of saying that uh, it's all role playing, uh, mm -hmm. it's people playing characters and performing for an audience. And really, the main difference is that in a role playing game, your audience is your group. Like your audience, you're playing for each other and for yourselves. While in wrestling, obviously, there's like the the viewing audience that is watching these characters perform and and watching these professionals play these roles. Super interesting stuff. Uh, one thing that I think is a natural fit for uh, uh, wrestling and RPGs is that in in most tabletop games, everything is solved by violence. And in all of wrestling, everything is solved by violence. <laughs> it, it they they go together so well. Like uh, there there are plenty of other games on the market, but at least nine out of ten sessions you're actually going to play will involve uh, uh, making everyone's lives better with the point of your sword, <laughs> or the drop of your kick in yes. uh, wrestling uh, on that side. <laughs> it's true. Well. Uh... One thing that I really love about wrestling, and this is a really weird thing to love about it when you really think about it, but is that uh, it is like everything is solved by violence, but the violence doesn't have the consequences that real world violence has, right? Um, because thank it's a. Goodness. Yeah, thank <laughs> Otherwise, it'd be a very short. Uh, the, 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 there would be very short shows. There wouldn't be a lot of pay per views able to, able to happen. Um, no, but it's interesting because violence like has this really. Uh, captivating place in our culture, um, in a culture where you know the vast majority of us are not particularly violent, right? I would I would hope. Um, but hey, speak uh, for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I might just be talking for me. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so so it's a way to like examine violence in a way that is super interesting. And in role playing games, I think the the the, the best ones for me are are similar. 
where the the violence is an application of of something that's tension-filled, dramatic, emotional, but the fallout and consequences to real people obviously um, are are dealt with uh, much much differently. Right. Um, actually, I'm, I'll say that that's the top, or that's one of the topics of. So in the in the actual game text for Worldwide Wrestling, uh, I have a number of essays where I've I've asked some people from the wrestling world, like kind of independent wrestling criticism and media and stuff, and uh, the role playing world to write some essays on various topics. And one of them is about uh, wrestling as um, a performance of masculinity and basically male burlesque. And uh, so the guy who wrote that, Aubrey Citizen, uh, who has a great um, wrestling review podcast called Straight Shoot, he talks about the issue of violence and how uh, it's that's what turns it into opera. That's what turns it into this uh, examination of masculinity in a way, and not um, when and when and it's like the thing about wrestling is it can be really stupid and it can be really great. So yeah. when it's really great. Um, you have all this kind of operatic, dramatic quality to it, uh, as very much examining the question of, of like, you know, why are, like, who deserves what, who gets what, and then it, it resolves the dramatic issues through the application of, of violence. So it's a short, all the essays are short, they're like three or four pages, but um, they're all on point, and his is really uh, interesting in that regard. I don't know. Yeah, it, it is. I, I read all of those in preparation for this, and that one is is especially good. Uh, also, one that speaks directly to our topic that I'm going to steal liberally from right now is actually mm -hmm. called How to Let Wrestling Make You a Better Role Player. <laughs> and it, it points on some of uh, the things they have in common, uh, just pointing out things like, you know, play obvious, know your audience, uh, invest in your foe it's a lot of uh being uh engaged in a role-playing session is the best way to get the most out of it just like being invested in fiction especially uh broad archetypal fiction like a, a wrestling uh season yeah definitely um the one of the key things for that uh that i think is really uh useful for gaming is the idea of building up your opponent so mm -hmm. that when you take them down, it means something. Because um, it can be very easy uh, in some situations to kind of uh, withdraw and treat challenges kind of uh, as if they're beneath you and kind of brush them aside. Um, and you can you see that in, you know, games where, I don't know, maybe you don't, not everything has to be super serious, but like... Uh, not treating uh, the great antagonist very seriously mm -hmm. can be a not very engaging situation. Yeah. Where if as a player you treat them like a like a credible threat, <laughs> then it becomes a worthwhile feeling to overcome that threat. Act like you don't have plot armor, and and it'll be more satisfying. <laughs> right. Yeah. If I might expand on that, uh, that's something Mick Foley talks about at length in his books. Is the fact that the best way to get a match going sometimes is for both both people to have a level of respect for each other in character. Like, uh, when, when Mick, Mick Foley at one point comes out as his character Mankind, and during the interview he switches characters to an old character he had named Cactus Jack, who is a 
excuse me, quote unquote, hardcore legend. Now, it would have been really easy to just laugh at that change because it's the same fat guy in a different shirt. <laughs> but instead, uh, the other wrestler, who is uh, Triple H, reacted like somebody just dropped the biggest bomb in front of him. And he was like, oh my god, oh, I'm in such trouble. And it ended up being a lot more compelling than if he had shrugged and laughed. So this actually applies not only to role-playing, but actually real-life, honest-to-god professional wrestling. <laughs> and it's something that can go to all levels, where even if it's not that kind of character that's kind of played for laughs, like, just look at The Undertaker, who his whole gimmick is that he's a zombie that comes out of the ground and shoots lightning. And he's powered by an urn. But he's also the most terrifying guy you've ever seen in the ring. You take right. it serious. Yeah, it's when, when all the other badasses react, like, you know, all, all of a sudden their their doom is coming to them, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you can't help but get swept up in that. It's, it's, and, it, and it even works in the more zany cases, like, you know, if you go to Japanese wrestling where they have wrestlers whose gimmick is that they are literally robots and they are shooting beams at each other and they still take it seriously. And that's what makes it fun. Yeah, and... Uh, there's a, a great clip I saw the other day. I forget uh, <clears throat> an, indie, an indie promotion. I forget which one it was, but it was a a choke slam spot where they were across the ring from each other, and so the one guy throws his arm out in the choke slam motion, and the guy in the opposite corner throws his hands up like there was the arm on his throat. They're separated by the entire ring, and then he sells the whole thing from across the ring. <laughs> it was great. It's like. This, this man is telekinesis. Yeah, and it's exactly. I mean, it was humorous, but it was... Mm. Uh, they were all in and making it work, right? They were fully committed, and that's what made it really entertaining to watch. Uh, so and I think that that... I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. No, but, I was going to yeah. switch to a different point. You're continuing the same, so you have right away. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, for me, it's. Uh, I think it's interesting when a game actually embraces the notion that this is... Uh, theatrics, not just a pure sport, because I think where a lot of wrestling games, both tabletop and video games, fail is they try to be this like simulation of something that is inherently fake, so, which in terms which leads to them being very like stiff and sort of not very fun to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the I mean, one of the goals for the game was really to embrace the uh, the tension between the the professionals making a living and their character getting over with the audience, um, and how the story of wrestling and being a wrestling fan is watching both of those things happen in front of you. Because, like, especially, I mean, it's very it's a very contemporary reading of, of this of the the medium where we all know, you know, kayfabe's dead, right? We mm-hmm. all know how it works, and uh, we all. And there's a level of fan engagement of finding, trying, you know, reading the dirt sheets or whatever and, and, and being aware of behind the scenes decisions that may or may not be driving what you mm-hmm. see on, on screen. You can never put the lid back on the bottle, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Like, you can never convince people that this is real unless they're six years old, but you can still make it really compelling and entertaining to watch. And those yeah, six-year-olds I, love it. I, <laughs> yeah. 
Like, um, John Cena is their Superman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, still selling selling merch like a, like a boss. Still like selling us. Fruity Pebbles. Um, yep. <laughs> okay, to be fair, I love some damn Fruity Pebbles. <laughs> uh, one other thing that they have in common uh, is what something that I find most interesting and engaging about professional wrestling is the idea that you can't kick someone's ass without the help of the guy whose ass you're kicking. And yeah. uh, that really speaks to me also as the guy who's usually running the game that your best results come from cooperation and mutual trust from like your your characters are antagonists but you yourself you're you're cooperating to make a better experience yeah. uh, i think that's a great i think it's a great comparison because i think a lot of people think of D as like uh, players versus the dm but and some people play it that way, to be honest. Yeah, and it, but it's possible to play it that way, and it's, it's possible in re- to do it in wrestling, too. But it seems like the best experience comes when both sides of the table are working together to create this really compelling story. It can, it, it can also kind of roll into player versus player. <laughs> Sometimes two players kind of hating each other in character is fantastic. And sometimes you have the really stiff, lawful, good paladin and the assassin, and it ruins everything. Please do not besmirch <laughs> my uh, <laughs> my alignment. Uh, yes, there's a reason these, these games don't use alignment charts anymore. <laughs> but yeah, the, the the issue of trust is really the key one, right? Where if I can trust you uh, to have an antagonistic relationship with my character mm-hmm. um, in a way that makes it interesting for me to play with you mm-hmm. right that's the best yeah um, and and that's like with uh two wrestlers like they have to trust that the other guy knows what he's doing and is going to uh do his part in the in the tango mm-hmm. and that's one of the things like when you you know hear stories and see shoot interviews or whatever and guys will talk about how professional someone is that mm-hmm. they hate, but they're like, but I could work a match with him, mm-hmm. you know, and we could pull money, even though I hated his gut, right? And yeah. that's that idea of like being a a professional of like, you know, knowing your business and doing it right, which is mm-hmm. really interesting to me too. And that's where you get a lot of the stories of the the opposite. Uh, a lot of the more infamous wrestlers are the guys who didn't want to do that. Like they they want the show to be all themselves and guys like Hulk Hogan. Finger poke <laughs> of doom. Yeah, right. Like they didn't want to. It wasn't a tango to them. It was just I'm going to come out here to look good, and you're going to do your part to make me look good. Yeah, there's there's a definitely an interesting history to like uh, kind of from the the territory days of when of like uh, that being more of a thing of guys like having to pay their dues or. You know, going into a territory and wanting to be protected and not look weak and stuff like that. Even through, even going into the the Monday Night Wars where you have mm-hmm. the lead writer of the show writing himself into the show, winning the belt, and then giving it to David Arquette. Yeah, right. What? Yeah, it's like, well, that was a thing that happened. I guess. That sounds amazing. They thought they would draw in the viewers by making David Arquette their champion. They were promoting a movie. Yeah, because yeah, the had movie a, yeah, David Arquette was like a wrestler or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, it's it's funny because it's like it, it kind of transitioned through the period of like if you work for this 
you know, if you work for WWF or whatever, you kind of do what you're, you know, you, you do what you're told, essentially. You're kind of, you know, and then into the, uh, and then into the Monday Night Wars with WCW, when you started seeing that come up again with the guys jumping ship, mm-hmm. taking their own creative agenda with them to the other, you know, other promotion, being given the room to, like, make those decisions mm-hmm. and how it is all repeated history in a way. Yeah, and while the whole time the show was being run by the dudes who wanted everything for themselves. Right. It's a large reason why that thing went under so quickly. One uh, other parallel, uh, at the risk of this becoming the, the WCW bashing hour, which would be fun <laughs> too. Don't just, do me wrong. Which, uh, let's be fair, that's most of the time people talk about WCW. Okay. Uh, but uh, another thing I did want to mention was the on kind of a uh, structural level, uh, an observation I made that I then kind of made a, a part of a priority for the design was that um, the, the the GM player dynamic in role playing games is very unique to that form, uh, and it to me is very similar to the the, the promoter wrestler or the booker wrestler kind of dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in the game, as you guys will see. Um, as the, as creative, as the GM role, I, I get to dictate what happens generally, right? Kind of like most traditional role playing games. I get to set the scenes, say who's there, what happens, et cetera, et cetera. I have all this power, this kind of fiat power to do whatever. Mm-hmm. But baked into the game are mechanisms for you guys to, to, uh, pursue your character's agendas and do what you want. And then my job is actually, not to try and force you back onto my track because that would not be fun, mm-hmm. but instead to take the the swerves and the challenges that you throw into what I had planned and turn that into making it look like to the imaginary viewing audience out there or listening to this show uh, later, hopefully, uh, <laughs> making it seem like it, it it was planned that way all along. Right. right. So yeah. with that yeah. hint of what's to come, I think we're going to. Uh move to final thoughts, and then get to the good stuff. So, yeah, final thoughts. Uh, well, uh, I'll start off by saying that uh, yeah, as someone who's been playing D&D games and also watching wrestling for a few years now, uh, I think it's really interesting to jump in and uh, see how those two work together. Because I've never... I know there have been WWE RPGs in the past, but I've never touched any of that stuff, so... I'm really interested to see how it all goes. I think that since uh, so much of role-playing gaming is about uh, making get, getting entertainment out of combat, mm-hmm. and yet we've had uh, nearly 100 years of combat as entertainment, it's only natural that they, they would have points in common. And it makes sense to draw from that source to make our games uh, uh, even better along those lines. I, I think that the main, like, honestly, I've gone over this book several times and just kind of reading through the rules and everything of, of all the stuff you're supposed to do. I think we can really cut down into gamer terms exactly why WCW sucks. Now, <laughs> <laughs> we might have to do that at another time, though, because that would be going over the entire rule book. <laughs> That'll be the WCW bashing hour that we talked about earlier. Every hour is WCW bashing hour. The six feet under umbrella is, is, a, is a big tent with room for all. <laughs> Except for WCW. 
understand. I um, I'll I'll rarely admit I know like fuck all about wrestling, but I I think this is going to be a little easier to get into than I was afraid of, because I didn't realize just how like similar the two things really are. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I think it's they're remarkably similar. Yeah, and uh, I think it's pretty easy for gamer nerds to get into it, uh, especially when you have people that will be that will be playing with that are into it and excited about it and can kind yeah, of totally. handhold through the the technical the jargon and stuff, which we won't do too much of anyway. But by, by the way, just 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 so you guys know, uh, I used to do amateur professional wrestling. Yes. <laughs> oh, uh, it was it was me and my friends, and we did shows for a bunch of five year olds and a bunch of kindergartners. And I was the referee. I was the heel referee. That's amazing. <laughs> did did they think you were amazing? Oh God, they hated me so much. Oh, good. It was fantastic. <laughs> uh, well, you can take you can take me to school on uh, some of my structural references then. Okay. Into right. it. Well, thank you for listening, and uh, we hope to see you real soon when you click on that other link that has. The, the game session, unless you listen to that one first, in which case, thank you. Good night, folks. <laughs> <laughs>